Hi gorgeous, welcome to Fitness and Mimosas, a podcast of girlfriends from around the world who lift up each other, celebrate each other, and embrace our own definition of beautiful. So let's go ahead and put down our kettlebells, slide into a pair of sexy slitters, and have a great time. Welcome to the party! <laughs> hey beautifuls, so years ago, I saw this woman dancing on YouTube and the way she moved her body, it was in the most beautiful, incredible, feminine and empowering way. And like, it seriously took my breath away. And as someone who's always been, not always been, like I, I struggle with being uncomfortable about my body. I mean, Grace, the grace of God, I'm in a different place now. I struggled just being uncomfortable. All my movements were awkward. I looked at the way she moved, and I was just absolutely mesmerized. Um, it reminds me when Beyonce talks about when she went to the Crazy Horse, the first time she went to Crazy Horse with Jay-Z, and she saw the woman up on stage, and she was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I had that moment. <laughs> and I share it in this interview. I had that moment. And... One of my goals was to one day to be able to train, um, to train with this woman, be able to train with this company. I looked up, they had a teacher certification course, um, and I said, you know, I'm going to save up my coins, and one day I want to learn how to dance like her. And so the years sort of passed, and I taught myself like lap dancing and some sort of like um, pole dancing, exotic exercise, and I mixed some belly dancing in there and some Pilates in there, and I really sort of created my own thing, um, but I always knew I was missing something until finally I got to work with the gorgeous Kimberly Estrip Expertise, and this was an all-time dream come true. And so we did a training together. It was extremely comprehensive. She looks at like every single movement, like how your hips turn. She breaks down everything to a T. And <laughs> with one of my clients, I was actually joking with her one day. I was like, you know what? Like what I did before, I mean. Like, I would go to events, I would do classes, you know, I had customers that love the classes, but now I feel like I upgraded to a Tesla level. <laughs> like, after working with Kimberly, there is nothing like it. So today's interview is with this gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous Kimberly. She's my mentor. She has a heart of gold. Um, it's going through a very personal time around when that is going on. And for me... Um, training with her, that was my escape route. That was just, you know, when everything was just going up in flames, I would sit, I would study the moves, I'd sit down with Kimberly, and we would go through things. And granted, we're separated by thousands of miles away. Um, but it still felt like she was right there by my side. So uh, this is very, very important. And this comes with a small disclaimer. So <laughs> And the reason why this has a talking interview before the actual interview part is when I was recording, there was a slight delay. And at first, I didn't think it was that significant. I was like, come on, don't worry about it. It's not that bad. And I listened back to it, and the pauses were longer than when I realized. So <laughs> I'm not a big fancy production studio here. It's just literally me, my sexy little microphone, sexy little Uber conference, and my pole behind me. And I always like candles and have essential oils going as I talk to the guests. It's a very jasmine type of environment with my tiara and everything. So it's very jasmine-like. So I went in and I tried to cut out as many of the pauses as I could by hand. Um, but again, you know, it's sort of a one-woman show over here and it's just I don't know I have this crazy dream of changing the world and reaching 11 million downloads <laughs> while wearing stripper heels and a dress sitting here um, interviewing amazing women around around the world because as queens this is what we do like as queens we support each other so um there's a pause I apologize for missing it if you speed up your speed to like, maybe not two, I think two would be crazy, but to 1.5, like I know if you're on iTunes in the bottom left, you can increase the speed. So if you increase the speed to 1.5, that should really take away um, 
any of the pauses, but I tried to go in there by hand and cut out all the pauses that I could. So without further ado, here's the gorgeous Kimberly, and she also offers online classes as well. So if you check out the show notes below, um, there's a discount code to try out some of her online classes. And I did that for, I think, was it a month or two months? It might have been three, but I think I did it for about like two months before I started working with her. And they're fun. Like, it's just a fun way to escape. You can do it in the comfort of your own home. Um, and it's just, it feels good to be comfortable with your own body. And I think this is part of femininity is being aware and owning your sexuality in a very confident way. Um, and that in itself is gorgeous. So without further ado, I'll see you in the interview, gorgeous. Let's pour yourself in most and let's have some fun. Hi, beautifuls. Welcome to this week's Fitness Mimosas, starring my personal teacher and Wonder Woman, the gorgeous Kimberly, the founder and CEO of Strip Expertise. Welcome, gorgeous. Thank you. I'm very excited to be talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy to be talking to you, too. Um, Let me tell the rest of the girls a little bit about you. So Kimberly helps women to own their sexy um, she has both locations in both New York and Los Angeles. So she's a boss babe, Miss CEO. She runs it and online, which is where I met her. And she teaches <laughs> women lap dance, floor work, and sexuality classes and teaches women how to love to be comfortable in their own bodies and to move in a feminine, feminine exotic, and beautiful way. So welcome to Fitness and Moses podcast. I'm so excited you're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you share that was, a little? That was a great bio, by the way. Thank you. Oh, it's all it's all true. It's all true. Can you share a little bit about Strip Expertise and how you started? Sure. Um, so Strip Expertise is 13 years old now, and I started this company when I was um, still dancing and not ballet. <laughs> I was the real deal, yo. I was. I love it. I was shaking my titties and doing my thing, and I, uh, I saw Sheila Kelly on Oprah. I think a lot of people um, who have studios started that same way, and I thought, you know, people aren't pole dancing for fitness. I don't buy this. I think they're doing it because they want to feel sexy and empowered and powerful. So I decided that I was going to teach uh, women how to move like that, but without any of the fitnessy stuff. I was just going to focus on the sexy, the uber sexy, the naughty part. And um, so I, I just I dove in head first and started teaching some private lessons and and put out an ad on good old Craigslist. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and that's and that's how it started. Wow, that's like I, so I, I thought I thought I was a million dollars. I thought I was gonna be. I thought I was gonna be. I was like, man, I'm gonna make so much money. This is gonna be so awesome. And then that that didn't happen. But instead, I realized how how powerful it was. Like what I was yeah. really. Teaching, it was. A, it was so a you really for me. Yeah. So you really took a new angle with it. So how was it too to like, how are you able to have that confidence to step out and do something different? Because people like pole dancing classes were popping up, but not necessarily what you were doing. So how was that to like, how do you find that hutzpah to be like, this is what I'm going to do. And like the way you break up your training is very detailed. It's almost like an art form, you know? So how did you find that confidence to come out with something that was completely new? I think it was a heavy dose of naivete. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't really know what I was getting into. <laughs> I just thought, if you build it, they will come. I, I, I just thought this is awesome. Why wouldn't anyone want to do this? Let's, yeah. let's rock and roll. Let's, let's do this. I really didn't. I didn't think it needed a lot of confidence. I mean, looking back at it now and 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 restarting this business out in Los Angeles, it's. It's daunting because now I know how much it takes to make a business work. But back yeah. then, I just thought, you know, if you build it, it will come. People want this. It's They're right. going to be beating down my door to take these classes and learn from me. So right. I, I guess I guess my confidence was just in the fact that I knew that women wanted this. 
Um, yeah. What I didn't realize is how how repressed we were, how we are, how we truly are, and how scary it would be for people to to open up their mouths and say, yes, I want to do this. Yeah, and have you received any, because I know, like, a little bit when I'm doing it, people will, like, I don't want to say, like, under the covers, but not always be so forthcoming about what they're doing, you know? <laughs> have you encountered that at all? Oh, yes. That's oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, especially in the beginning, because in the, so pole dance was okay because it was fitness, right? right? But if you're taking a lap dance class or a blowjob class, like there's really, you can't put that under the guise of something else. It is what it is. Right. So I had people who refused to leave reviews in their real name. Uh, I had people who wouldn't even put their names into our system, only initials. Um, wow. People who wouldn't, didn't, I, I could never get class pictures, could never get class pictures like let's all pose for a picture to put up on social media when Facebook was, was new and people said no I get I get I I have an important position at my job I can't let the people yeah. I work with know that I'm taking these classes it was um it was a shameful thing uh, and people enjoyed it women enjoyed it they had a great time but they didn't want anyone to know they were taking the classes so how a lot of a lot of questions how does this show up on my credit card statement <laughs> Really? Wow. So how does this, well, like one, how do you think we got here in a place where it's so taboo to do something like that? Because I have this whole theory. It's like, if look at the fitness. It was initially designed by, by men and for men's bodies. And like, it would look entirely different if Halle Berry and Beyonce and Eva Longoria were the founding mothers of fitness instead. So like, one, how do you think we got to this place where we are so repressed? And then two, from a business side, how did you handle like growing the business when the people like they're faithful to your business, but they're scared to say they're faithful? Um, how did we get to this? That's a, that's a, that's a heavy question. I know. Well, <laughs> I, I do think that the United States is in, yeah. <laughs> Let me crack open the encyclopedias. Um, <laughs> I think the United States is a little bit different. <laughs> um, it mainly comes down to their uh, the stigma behind uh, uh, enjoying sex. Sex is for procreation, and that is the only reason why you have sex. And that was, you know, as far as the church is concerned and as far as God is concerned, that was just one of those things where, where you know, no one could enjoy sex. No one could talk about sex for years and years and years and years and years. And then... And then things started changing. You know, last century things started changing, and I think it became something where okay, um, we can have sex for pleasure. And even though people had been having sex for pleasure, but now we can talk about it, right? Uh -huh. Now we can. Um, now it's okay to talk about it, and you know, now we can have commercial. I remember when um, we, we we talk about these in our blowjob class. There are these little um, vibrating penis rings that you put mm -hmm. on your partner's penis and they vibrate and it's fun for you and for him. And I remember when they started selling those in CVS, I thought, wow, the world is finally changing. <laughs> we're, we're making strides because it was, it was a sex toy in Dwayne Reed. I, I just couldn't believe it. And so I just feel that, you know, we're in this puritanical society where sex is shameful and it's just yeah. even now I, I run into problems with advertising because you can't sell adult products I don't understand everyone has sex we all do it and if we're not doing it we want to be doing it yeah. but it's this thing that is just looked upon as dirty and wrong and something needs to be hidden and not talked about so that's the problem it's not necessarily that women are repressed it's sex is repressed you know, um, and, and men just, you know, like, I've, I have a penis, I can have sex and talk about it, but women can't, you know, we're just supposed to take it and have babies. Yeah, um, and we're like, so. labeled. like <laughs> and, and like, I, you know? I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, sorry, yeah. go ahead, beautiful. La labeled, yeah, and, and, I, and I'm glad it's changing, and, and I, and I think it's, I think it's changed a lot. We had our very first, after 12 years, our very first student recital. And we invited men and women, and we had all of these girls performing. And um, and I remember.
remember being there the, that day and seeing all the girls and giving them like a pep talk and just saying, yeah. and I, I cried a little bit. <laughs> I said, I just don't think you guys understand how much this means because, you know, 11 years ago, you guys, not you guys, but my students wouldn't even pose for pictures. And now you guys are performing for complete strangers that all have iPhones or Androids or whatever phone they have. They're yeah. all going to be recording you. And you guys are excited about it. Right. Uh, it was just, I just really felt like we had come a long way and really had scaled a big mountain. And it was really, it was a, it was a moment for me. <laughs> wow. That's awesome, though. That's aw- That's beautiful. That's it is, and and that's kind of like the story of strip expertise. Like like I said in the beginning, I really thought you know I was going to make a lot of money, and <laughs> I was like, "What is my thing?" I was I was just I was all about the dollar signs, and then I started teaching, and I realized how transformative it was because I was always open about my sexuality. I had no problem talking about boobs and touching them and doing different things and trying different things sexually. I didn't really get how different I was from so many women and how how many women struggled and how many women had been abused and repressed and, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, all these horrible things that had happened and how these classes, uh, just transformed them. And when I started seeing what it was doing, I was, I, I, I was really in shock. I just felt like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm changing lives. Yeah. And it was really, it was really cool. That's, and I love it too, because I think like women do really well in a community. So I love that it's like a community setting, you know, in those group classes. That's beautiful. Yeah. And people, they, they make friends. It's so cool when I go on Facebook and I see two, two students hanging out together and I realize that they became friends in class and people who have been friends for 10 years now that met each other in, in class. It's just, it's just really amazing to see what this little idea that I had um, has done to so many women and, and how it's changed their lives. And I really never in a million years, that wasn't anything I expected to happen. So wow. it's really, it's really cool. That's Makes me feel awesome. all warm and tingly inside. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. That's beautiful. What, so what would you tell the person that's mm. like, oh, well, I'd love to take classes, but I have to wait for a man. Um, which I think I already know what you're going to say, but what would you tell that person versus like learning to just dance for yourself versus dancing for a partner? Not, or not, you know, maybe they're waiting for a woman, but not necessarily having to wait until they have someone before yeah. they know how to dance. You know, what's weird is that, um, I really don't get that a lot. I'll address that question, but funny enough, we get a lot of women who are coming because they just got rid of a partner. Oh, that's they're awesome. ready to move on. They're ready <laughs> to reclaim themselves. Yeah. Um, they're ready to feel sexy again. So, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't come across that that a lot. Uh, but I think if if I did come across someone asking that that question, I would just say, you know, this is something that you can have in your back pocket. Yeah. It's something that's kind of your little secret, and it's gonna make you feel sexier. You know, mm-hmm. when I, like when I go to get my hair cut. I go in with my hair all flicked back, dirty, because I'm usually getting it colored, so it's like it's pretty, pretty freaking greasy, <laughs> pretty <laughs> gross. And I sit in the mirror and I'm talking to the hairstylist about what I want, and I'm just looking at myself, going, "Wow, you look pretty awful right now." <laughs> and no. then, and then you get your hair fixed, and you look in the mirror and you say, "Oh, I'm feeling myself right now. I look good." <laughs> so when when we do these little things that make us feel better. Right. It just, it overall increases your confidence. So you can think about learning this movement. Um, it, it's, it's not something external, but it's got the same effect. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a new lipstick or a new haircut, but it really can have the same effect. It can make you feel, walk a little bit taller. You, when you walk in the room and, and you're at a bar and some guy comes up to you and you know that earlier in the night you learned how to give a fantastic lap dance and you were lap dancing on your friends in class and they're like, oh, my God, that was, that was great. That was really hot. That was super sexy. And this guy walks up to you and asks for a drink. You just have that in your back pocket, in the back of your head, and you just know, yeah, I'll take that drink. And you know, oh, if I gave you a lap dance, boy, oh, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself. <laughs> So that that's what I would say. It's it's a back pocket thing. <laughs> that's I that's a perfect answer. What so 
of the stories you can share, but what is the most beautiful client story that you've experienced and what is your favorite part about teaching the classes? Uh, the most beautiful client story. It's actually the one that kind of changed my whole, um, my whole outlook of being a millionaire. <laughs> uh, in the beginning, like I said, I was, I was, it was all about the dollar signs of me and I was teaching private lessons mainly. I, I wasn't, you know, we weren't having the, you know, two to three classes a night like we have now. And I had this woman who came to me and she, um, she had just recently gotten divorced mm-hmm. and she was taking private lessons, like I said, to feel better about herself, to feel sexy again, to feel like a woman again, all of those things that go along with that. And this is a sixth class package. So each class is an hour and 45 minutes and she took six of them. And for her last class, I wanted her to do a performance. And um, so I said, okay, we're going we're gonna to do your, your whole routine and I want you to sit whoever it is in that chair and I always make it very cheeky. Like whoever you want in that chair, you can be someone famous or whoever you want, I always make it Robert Downey Jr. You know, I'm joking with her and saying, put someone sexy in that chair and and do your routine. Ready? Here's the music, go. And she started dancing, and she was doing really well. And towards the end of her routine, maybe it was midway, it was a long time ago, I don't really remember, but she started crying. Uh. And she kept dancing through the crying, and then it became ugly cry, like uh, sobbing, you know, not really, oh. <laughs> really intense cry yeah and i and i had never experienced anything like this and, and i and i i was an actress and i had a lot of acting training i used to run an improv group so i dealt with situations like this where people were experiencing a lot of a lot of emotion in the moment so i kind of tried to go back into my my acting training and, and talk to her and make her feel comfortable and ask what was going on and but 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 also let her know it was okay and I was really curious as to why she was ugly crying during the dance. I'd never experienced this before. And she said um, that she had put her husband in the chair. And my first thought is, well, why the hell did you do that? Right. <laughs> why would you put the ex-husband in the chair? We're trying to get rid of him. Why would you do that? And she said, because I wanted to show him that I'm still sexy, that I'm still beautiful. Oh, it makes me emotional telling the story. But I am still a woman, um, and that I am worthy of being loved. And it was just, it was just so amazing. I, don't, I get emotional every time I think about the story. I'm getting emotional And it was too. that moment. Oh. Right? <laughs> it really that. Um, it was that moment that I, that I kind of realized what I had. Yeah. And what I could do and what I could share. Wow. And it was really awesome because, you know, it, it just, it changed everything for me that moment. Wow. And, uh, and so I, I have no idea what happened to her, but it, but her, I don't know. And I, she probably doesn't know that she's, she changed everything for me, but she, but she did. So that was, that's my, that's my, uh, that's my most beautiful client story. That was my, my first big change. Um, and that's, and I think that's my, my favorite part of teaching is when you really, can have someone come out of their shell and uh, maybe have to have the tears, you know, but yeah. feel like they just feel different about themselves. Yeah. You know, there's been lots of tears in group expertise classes, <laughs> that's oh, for sure. Uh, and, and I love when we do our teacher training weekend, there's a lot of tears, and that's always my favorite because these girls come in, you know, we're going to take teacher training, we're going to learn a bunch of fun stuff, and then we get to the, the performance day, and people, you know, I, it, it, it's like I, I break them down. I, I Tony Robbins their ass, and because <laughs> because people have these epiphanies and they change and they and they realize things about themselves, and it's just uh, it's really magical, and and it's cool to be able to guide people on on that journey, you know. Yeah, it's like it's almost like there's a whole different side of them that they never met, and it's scary to me that without experiences like that, they would never meet that woman. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 great. Yeah. I I just, I just really love being able to. I think it's like I can use some of that old acting training and and just really kind of get in there and you know tweak and, and twist and, and get to the heart of, you know, 
what's holding you back and what's 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 repressed in your body. We just did a teacher training um, last year, and there was a, a, a woman in the teacher training, and uh, she's a beautiful, beautiful girl. And she, this girl, we have a move called Predator Face, which I know you know, but oh, I no love, one else yes. knows out I, there. I do it on random uh, people, too, still. It's really funny. Listening. Yes, Predator Face is basically, you, so you tilt your head down, you bring your eyes up, and you have this naughty little smile. Yeah, and it's just it. It's so it. It's helped women learn how to fake confidence b- mm-hmm. before it's real. So it's kind of like a mask that you put on. And this particular student uh, was really good at the predator phase, like just <laughs> killed it. So, so at, at and then final performance, I challenged her. I said, okay, so for this performance, she did her first performance really good. Predator phase, great. So okay, we're gonna do it again. And this time I don't want you to do the predator face. I just want you to, like, have a just normal face. Don't just let, let whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's the water work, you know, because she had been almost height. Like, the mask was so good that she just couldn't, she hadn't taken it off. It, it's supposed to be a mask that you put on until you feel confident enough, and then it just becomes real. Right. You know, but she had just, she was staying behind it. You know, wow. and and she took it off, and and the real stuff happened, and and it and it changed her too. And she's a, she's such a great dancer, and I feel like it's made her a better dancer today. And she oh, still has this is really giving me chills, Kimberly. I love it. <laughs> That's like so beautiful too, because like you're the pivot point for so many other people's lives. Just like that perfect point for your life and we never know whose role we're going to fill that you know like when we meet people that's right right that's that's what's really cool about that and that's what's cool about being able to teach this movement too is you know you're you it's not like teaching salsa yeah you can really you're dealing with intense stuff yeah so you can really change people's lives which is it's really cool so the next question I have you, it's it's another one of the doozy, so maybe I'll reward it a little bit, <laughs> but how do you become confident and comfortable <laughs> with your body and at ease with your sex, with, and at ease with your sexuality? So I know that's a really blanket thing just to hand you and be like, here, solve the world's problems, <laughs> but what would you say are some right. steps you can take to becoming more confident and comfortable with yourself and with your sexuality? Well, <laughs> the truth is, I don't think that anyone is ever a hundred percent confident and comfortable mm. all the like all the time, maybe a moment, but I just don't think I don't think that's something that we and maybe I'm wrong i don't but I don't think it's something that we as humans can can just do unless we maybe we have mental illness. <laughs> everything is fine but I think we have these moments where we don't feel confident where we don't feel sexy and I I think that's just it's just human I don't think there's like a magic pill that you can take where you're always going to feel confident you're always going to feel sexy you're always going to feel at ease in the bedroom I I just don't think that exists Um, but that being said I do think when you're when you constantly feel Unconfident. When you constantly feel uncomfortable, I do think there are things that you can do. Um, so uh, hopefully, I didn't burst anyone's bubble on that. No, <laughs> but I, I, I just really believe that. I think we all have moments. No, I love that because I think I, mean, I, I, just, I, I feel like we all have moments. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Gorge. I say I ahead, think sorry. I love that because it gives freedom. When you say like we all have those moments then it becomes more normalized. It gives freedom to the situation, you know? I just don't think you can be 100% confident all the time, like I said, unless you, you're just not right in the head. <laughs> we all have that inner voice that sometimes is is a real, can you say the B word on your podcast? Yeah, I think we have that inner voice that can be a real bitch sometimes, you know? She yeah. just comes out and says, yeah, you're fat today yeah yeah what you said last night at that party that was that was really stupid let's let's 
let's replay that in your head all day today. That one thing you said at the party last night, that was, wow, that was stupid. You know, like we do those things to ourselves. And I think it's just, I think it's just human. But that being said, I think you just have to realize that everyone does that too. You know, that I think if you realize that everyone else is like that, it makes it a little bit easier for you to be confident. Um, and know that everyone else has that voice in their head. So when you're beating yourself up about what you said at that party last night, so is everyone else at that party. <laughs> you know? um, and just be easy on yourself. Be, be a little bit easier and realize that, you know, there are things about you that are super awesome and there are things about you that people really like and people really gravitate to and that you're not going to, you're not going to turn on every man or woman, however you swing, Uh, you know, you're not, there's nothing you could do. There's no plastic surgery or clothing or haircut or color that you can do that's going to turn on everyone. Mm. You know, just, just like not everyone will turn you on. So you just have to try to look at what you like about yourself, what you think is is sexy and just try to to hold on to that Um, and, and, and do little things that make you feel sexier. You know, when I'm when I'm feeling like, ugh, I'm old and I'm fat, and then I put on the heels and I start dancing, and I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, oh, yeah, you still got it. Okay, okay, feel good. <laughs> well, <laughs> Those I see, little things me, that, that make you feel good. Yeah. I don't know, but when you say that, I can't even picture that because you're like the queen of it. I don't, yeah, I can't comprehend. <laughs> like, my mind can't comprehend. So. <laughs> I, I have my hang up too. I got these wrinkles going on in my neck. I just don't know what to do about. It. They just they plague me. <laughs> no, no. Those are life's kisses. That's what my rule is. <laughs> what do you say to the woman who Right, right, right. That? That's the thing. You just you, you just can't be down on yourself. You have to realize yeah. that every everyone has things that, you know, everyone's going through this we're all in the same struggle. Yeah. When you, when you think, I think when you think about it that way, it makes, you just have to, you have to realize we're all in the same boat and there are things that are really beautiful and sexy about you. And there are people that, that find those things really sexy. You know, maybe you're not with that person right now, but that doesn't mean that they don't exist out there. True, true, true. What do you say to the woman mm-hmm. who says that they want to dance, but they don't have any rhythm? Come take my class. No. <laughs> Well, (laughs) so interestingly enough, I, so when it comes to choreography, the five, six, seven, eight stuff, I'm awful. I'm not good, but I really know how to hear music. Mm. So I think part of rhythm is learning how to hear music. And I think that this is something that people have to learn just like if you were learning to speak Spanish or a different language that you don't speak. Yeah. Uh, so if you feel like you don't have rhythm, I think you have to start to um, listen to music differently mm-hmm. and try to mm-hmm. be able to find the rhythm in the song, um, and then then it will come to you. You know, rhythm... I mean, there's different definitions, but when I feel like when someone says that, they feel like they can't, like they can't move to music. You know, they can't. Yeah. They don't look good when they dance. Yeah. So it's, it's two parts. It's one, learning some actual dance moves that you feel comfortable with, and then two, learning the math of music. Because I always say music is math. All the numbers yeah. always intertwine with each other, and you just have to learn. How to, you know, music is, the best way to, to break it down is to find the eight count in the music, and every one, something is going to change. So just start listening to music. Put, put your headphones in. If you run, run with music. If you walk, walk with music. If you drive, drive with music. And start tapping your fingers if you're in your car. And if you're walking, start trying to walk to the percussion. That's the easiest rhythm to find. And then see if you can find, start counting in your head. One, two, three. And not one, two, three, four. Not, not very fast, not very slow, but just a normal, like, seconds on a, a watch. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 
and see if you can find where there's a change in the music. Something changes. The rhythm changes. The lyrics start over again. And that's that's your one. And if you can start to find the one in music, then you can start to see where music changes. It always changes on the one. There's lots of ones in, in a song. Yeah. You're finding the most obvious one. And when you can find that, when you can hear when the music changes, then when you're at, you, then you'll start to be able to predict when that happens in music. So it's I feel like it's more complicated than that, but I feel that when people say that they don't have any rhythm, it's just they haven't practiced listening to music like that. And it's something I think every everyone can do to be able to predict how music will change, uh, and then they, then you can dance to it, and it looks like you've been dancing for years. <laughs> I love it. Um, so on the business side of things, like with your business, it's legitimate business. How did you grow, deal with growing on it when others, like, did you ever face anyone judging you for what you were doing? And how did you stay true to yourself if they did? Oh. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, again, I was teaching something very different. Right. So pole dance was okay. But what I was doing was not okay. And it, it happened it doesn't happen as much anymore. Thank goodness. Now now everyone is experiencing what I'm experiencing. I'm part of this this group on Facebook and they just made a post about how they they can't advertise on Facebook because it's being flagged for adult content. Um, some pole dancing studios and that's been happening to me for, for years. Um, yeah. but in the beginning, I remember one story in particular. Uh, back when Groupon was a one-day one, one deal, so Groupon did one thing mm-hmm. for, for the day, and that was it. It wasn't like, like it is now where there's, you know, 5,000 things a day. So if you ran a deal on Groupon, it was big. It was huge. You were going yeah. to get a lot of clients. You were going to get a lot of advertising. It was going to be great for your business. It was a good thing. And so someone contacted me, and they said, you know, we want, to, we want to feature your business. I was very excited. We went through all the paperwork. We signed contracts, and at the last minute, it got pulled. They said that they were pulling it because of our name. It was too risque. The same day, another pole dancing studio ran their campaign. Mine had just been denied. And the the front picture on this on this particular pole dancing website was a girl in hot, really really short hot shorts and a sports bra. And all of our instructors at that time we were fully clothed. We we wore we wore uh, tank tops and we wore pants that go went below our knees. That was that was our dress code. We had to wear pants that went below our knees for all my instructors. Right. So I wrote back to the group and I said, "This just went out today. This girl is practically naked." And you are saying I can't adver- I can't run a campaign because of my name. It was just it was ridiculous to me. We we would rent from different studios and we would call them and say we want to rent your space. It's very exciting. They said yes. Then they would ask what kind of dance I teach. I said, well, it's exotic dance. It's only for women. We don't teach professionals. There's no nudity. Right. And then all of a sudden they didn't have any space available. And and it just happened all the time. People wouldn't would rent to us, wouldn't do business with us, um, and I just I just couldn't understand it. I said, "We're not there. No one's having sex in the class. We're yeah. dancing, and we're fully clothed. We are more clothed than all the pole dance studios. We were more clo- we were three times as much clothes as they do, but it just wouldn't have it because of what we were teaching. It was contact. It was lap dance. It was." There was that se- all those sexual undertones, and you know, no one has sex. It's not something anyone does. So God forbid, we we have classes that you know talk about it or or portray it. So, oh, but now would... it's a lot. It's a lot better. We have a long way. That's. I'm glad it's a lot better now. But how did you center yourself and ground yourself and be like, okay, I know who I am. I know my worth. I know what I'm doing empowers other women. Like, how did you pull yourself back up when people were trying to knock you down? It just, it felt very much like David and Goliath. I just felt like I had to keep going, that it was important, that I think one of our slogans back then was, there's no shame in in your sexuality. 
Because that's what that's what made me so angry is that what that guy said at Groupon, what they said at Groupon, you guys are making women feel shameful. Yes. About their sexuality. Yeah. There is nothing shameful about my breast, about my vagina, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> words we can't say um there's nothing shameful about my body there's nothing shameful about me moving my body uh and there's nothing shameful about what we do we are not prostitutes and and there's nothing shameful about that if you really want to get down to it it's the oldest profession in the world Mm -hmm. you know there's nothing wrong with having consensual sex and there's nothing wrong with what we do I still, you know, I forgot even a year ago with another provider that we use, they told us we had to, to change all of our pictures. They didn't like any of it because we, we had pictures of, so two girls fully clothed, if you can imagine this, two girls fully clothed. One girl's in a chair, okay. kind of scoot, she's kind of scooted down, she's scooted down low in the chair with her legs open, not super wide, but wide. And the other girl has walked up to her chair. So her, so the the girl who was standing, her shins are kind of touching the edge of the chair where you sit, and yeah. then she, the girl who's standing has her her hands on the other girl's shoulders, and she's leaning in a little bit, fully clothed. And this is this is too this is not good. But on this website, there are pictures of um, salsa dancers with their faces right up against each other, looking at them kiss, one leg wrapped around each other. <laughs> there are pictures of belly dancers with way less clothing than we're wearing. There's pole dancers with booty shorts kind of bent over, like showing butt cheeks. And I said, I really don't understand why these pictures are okay and ours are not. This doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. It's because of, it's because of what we teach. It's not about our pictures. It's because of, of what we teach. But I, I really just feel, I always just feel like I'm fighting the good fight. I'm yeah. doing, I'm doing my part to help. It progress the movement that shame there's no shame around sexuality yeah around consensual sex you know that, that, that there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with it if, if you want to be kinky and freaky then that's that's your prerogative but sex in all forms if it's consensual there's nothing wrong with it and i understand advertising policies if children are going to see it i get it but i really don't see how that photo was more risque than the pole dancing picture with the girl's butt hanging out. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't understand. But uh, I think the cool thing though about what yeah. you do is how you educate. Like you teach your students, and then you also teach instructors. So it's like you're really reaching out on both sides to combat it. You know? Yeah, because I feel like. It, it's really hard to teach this movement. I was just talking to one of my instructors today about w- what we do and how how intense it can get in the classroom because, mm-hmm. again, we're not teaching salsa. We're not just teaching movement. We're not – in pole dancing, I do think, gets into this a little bit, but there's so many varieties. There's pole dance that's strictly fitness, and then there's the dirtier side of pole dance. But we have women – come in on class number one and put their hands on their boobs and touch them a lot in a very sexual way. Yeah. And for me, that's, that's no big deal. I do that on, I'll do that on a daily basis, morning, noon, and night. I have no problem with it. But yeah. for other women, it, it's very intense. And I think as an instructor, you need to understand how, how, how this is going to affect your students, what's going to come up in class, because some, some stuff is going to come up. You yeah, know, some stuff is going to come up, and it's how you how how are you going to deal with that? How are you going to um, make people comfortable with that? And there are certain ways to approach things. You know, um, there's the the p word for your vagina. I don't know if you can say that on your podcast, but um, <laughs> let's just call it kitty. But but you guys know what word I'm talking about, okay? Another word for kitty starts with a p. So I always tell my instructors, you can't, and we use a lot of foul language in our class because it it makes things a little bit more approachable and, and kind yeah. of fun. So I always yeah. tell my instructors, you just can't come out and say, okay, so now we're going to put our hand on our kitty and using the P word. You can't, you can't just say it like that because yeah. people are not used to hearing that word in a classroom setting. <laughs> right. They're women who don't even say that word. Yeah. So you have to add some humor to it. You have to make it 
easy for them. So making a funny voice or an accent. So you say, okay, so now we're going to put our hand on our kitties. Yes. <laughs> and that makes it easier for women. And, people, yeah. and women say, okay, she just said kitty. Oh, my God. I can't. Uh, oh, wow, she just said kitty. And now we're touching our kitties. Oh. But it makes it easier for them, more more approachable. I remember I had a student way back in the day, and I, I had a fitness class called, well, we still have it, but it, it's called Stripper Strength Hardcore Heels. Mm-hmm. And in this class, in the very beginning, warm-up, we start doing a move called lotion, which is taking your hands and rubbing them all over your body in a very sexual manner. Um, mm-hmm. What I would say, like like you're putting on lotion, but not like you're running late for work. It's yeah, as if you're making a porno about lotion. So, <laughs> so when I teach this class, the music's very loud and very animated, and I say, okay, now we're going to do lotion. Everyone touch your boobies. And if anyone hesitates, I'll just blanket look at the class. Hey, put your hands on your boobies. Do it. Touch your titties. Do it. Do it. And laugh and, and make yeah. funny voices. And people cut, you know, their eyes get wide and they do it and they look around the room. And so this one day, this girl wouldn't do it. She's a new student. She wouldn't do it. And, and, I, and I'll, you know, I braided her a little bit. Come on, touch your boobies. Touch your boobies. And after I said it, she didn't. So I, I, I left her alone. And, and she came back again the next week. And I do my same spiel in the beginning. Okay, now we're going to touch your boobies. And there are the girls who have white. Oh, do it. Touch your boobies. Touch your hands. Or just shake them, shake them. And again, this girl just wouldn't do it. And she came to class religiously for years and wouldn't touch herself. Wow. Maybe, maybe a year. Maybe I'm exaggerating. A year. Yeah. And then I had another class called the Desire Series, and this class was more dance-based. So not the fitness class is there's not as much touching and dirtiness. It's it's more fun. But uh, so she signed up for this class, and I recognized her name immediately. And I thought to myself, Oh boy, she's gonna have a hard time <laughs> in this class because we're gonna be touching a lot more than the boobies. And it it wow, I I don't know I I'm, I'm I don't know what I'm gonna do with her. Yeah. So she came into the class, first class. One of the first things we do is. And this class is different, so I'm I'm a little bit more, you know, reserved. It's okay, so let's move with lotion. We're going to put our hands on our boobs, and I always make them jiggle their boobs and say, just kidding, and everyone laughs. And we move on to something else, and she she did it. And she laughed, and then she was doing the move right. So four weeks into this class, she's touching her vagina and smacking her ass and putting her finger on her butt and all these crazy things that we do in class. And at the end, she comes up to me. And she says, I don't know if you remember me, but I used to take your stripper strength class uh, years ago, and I, I would come all the time. And I said, oh, I, I remember you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. But not making it seem as if I knew exactly who she was. But I said, I said, yes, I remember you. And in the back of my head, I'm saying, you're the girl who would never touch herself. <laughs> and then she says, I'm the girl who would never touch herself. <laughs> I, said, I said, yes, I, I remember you. And she said, well, I just wanted to thank you for class, and I just, you know, I just wanted to let you know that, that back then I wasn't ready yet. Ah. And I just, you know, I didn't really know what to say to that. And I said, well, I'm, I'm glad you came, and I'm, I'm glad to see you. But that was just, you know, one of those moments where I had to take a deep breath and just, wow, this girl came for a year religiously every week. Wow. With me berating people in class at such your movies and yelling and everyone else doing it. And she just wasn't ready yet for whatever. Re- I don't know her backstory. Right. But uh, the stories like that just make me realize how many women have had trauma or issues or their upbringing. And it's just for something for me and, and you that's just no big deal. Yeah. For a lot of women, it is a huge yeah. deal. And yeah. it, and and sometimes they're not ready. So I, I try to teach women who are who are becoming instructors that you have to go on this journey with them and realize it might take someone a year. You know, wow. it might take someone ten seconds. It might take someone else. You know, ten years. You just you don't know, and you have to to be prepared for those kind of students. You know, and help them. So that was a. Uh... Wow, that's powerful. That's powerful. What's the secret to running these? Like, because yeah. you're in LA, you're in New York, and they do the online. So, how do you run these three different businesses, but still keep yourself as the number one client? <laughs> um. Well, <laughs> I should probably be better about that than I am. Um. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. 
it 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 really is hard. I don't I don't think I do as good of a job as I should with self care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm trying to be better about it. Uh, I moved out here two years ago because I really wanted a change. I was really tired of living in New York, uh, and it was it was very hard on my, on my business in New York. I'm not gonna lie, we 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 struggled, and it, it was hard. Um, it was really stressful, and I think it really took a toll on me. But this year, things have been a lot better, and I've been really trying to take care of myself more. In fact, I just went for a jog on the beach earlier today. I'm so proud of you. But it, it's hard for me. I'm, yeah, I, I love, I can walk to the beach from my house. It's fantastic. But I, I, I don't think I'm really good at that, to be honest. I, I'm, I'm a bit, a bit of a workaholic. I, I work a lot, I, but I enjoy it. I enjoy the struggle. I enjoy, you know, solving problems and and uh, you know making things work and figuring out new ways to do things. Uh, but I, I I should be a little bit better at self care than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> You're someone who's really good at like. Um, I don't know how to say this, but like setting boundaries sort of in your business, like, okay, this is this, this is that. How do you set boundaries, but in a very feminine way? Because what you're teaching is very intimate. Um, elaborate on that. What, what do you mean? Like when, when we're talking about students or. Um, I think like, so I noticed when I was taking my my training with you everything was very like okay so we're doing this then we're doing this then you're doing this and I loved how like you set boundaries so it's like you felt free you felt open to be yourself um but just like everything was in a very timely manner you like I don't know just like sort of like the way that you run your business it's like it almost seems like you don't let anyone run over you but you stay true to yourself (laughs) you know does that make sense I try I I, there are some, there are some tire marks back there, though I, I will admit. <laughs> I've, been, I've been run over once or twice, oh. um, but I think that happens. You know, it, it happens. I think it happens. Like I said earlier, it happens to everyone. Everyone has their down times. Everyone gets stomped on a little bit. Um, but I just feel like I, I ha- you have to be resilient, and you have to um, just just keep going and and I guess for for me boundaries is actually the, the something I'm I'm working on this year an interesting question I'm working it's it's I, I feel like that's something I've been working on more this mm. year than than ever before um but also with my business we're all about breaking through boundaries so yeah. it, it's a hard it's a hard thing to do um but it's it's it made me think when you first asked it about not training exotic dancers, which ah. I've actually been on the fence about lately. But in the beginning, when I first started teaching, um, I remember a girl that I, another dancer that I knew, an ex dancer that I knew back in Austin, she called me one night and she said, I just went to the Yellow Rose, which is a popular gentleman's club in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. And she said, Man, these girls need our classes. <laughs> <laughs> We can make we we we'll do really well. We'll do really well there. We, you know, we'll get a lot of clients. It'll be it'll be very successful. And I said, you know, I don't want to do that. I yeah. don't want to um, encourage people to get into that industry. I just I just really felt that it was so detrimental to women and so mm. and just an awful place for women to be. Mm. But the thing about is that a lot of people are very, there's a lot of pride. And the whole, you know, the whole sex worker um, movement where people are trying to, to bring more light to it, especially with all the laws that have been passed recently, right. and trying to, to make people realize that sex workers are people, there's no shame in sex work. Um, it, it kind of makes me want to reconsider my thoughts on that because it's true. You know, there shouldn't be... Yeah. The, the shame or the stigma in, in being an exotic dancer. There shouldn't be shame or stigma in being, um, you know, an escort if you want to. But the problem is, is because it's so unregulated is not the word, but so there are such, there's such a seedy underbelly to it 
one of my um, girlfriends who used to be a sex worker and for her she found empowerment through it um, and so it's sort of like sharing that side of things but one thing we realized as we were talking as I was like oh when I like put the links out for this site I we're also going like, to include links for if you are stuck in a bad situation you know because that was her side of it but that's not always right. the case right. so it was like well how do you because I wanted to share with yeah. people, like, this is the other side. At the same time, I don't want someone to listen to the podcast and be like, oh, well, I'm going to go jump in it and not know what they're getting into. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it, it, takes, it takes a certain kind of person to do, to do that job and not let it break you. Yeah. You know, it, it, it broke me yeah. and it broke a lot of my friends. Yeah. But I did see girls that it didn't break. But I also, I mean, I saw a lot of stuff. Well, I, I danced for 10 years. It's a long oh. time. You know, I worked in a lot of different clubs and um, saw a lot of girls come and go. And they didn't all have their stuff together, you know. And a lot of them were in, were in hard times and were going through bad things. And it's, it's, a, it's a hard place to be, you know. There are girls who can go in and make their money and get out and not be tainted by it and not have it affect how they feel about themselves but I do think there's a large majority of girls that don't that that doesn't happen for them yeah no I agree different different outcome yeah my business coach she I think she was in the industry something I've been pondering yeah no it's 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 definitely a thought um so as we come to end what do you love the most about being a woman Oh, that's an interesting question. Yes, girl. Um, <laughs> I think I love, you know what, I just, maybe this is a weird answer, not the answer you're looking for, but what I love most about being a woman is the time that I'm a woman right now. Ah. The years yes. that I am a woman. Yeah. Because I think some cool sh- stuff, <laughs> I don't know if I can say that word, some cool stuff is happening right now for women. Yeah. Um, and I know there's a lot of bad stuff, and, I, yeah. and especially with, you know, this administration, God help us. But <laughs> I also feel like we've made, you know, sometimes it's, you know, two steps forward, one step back. Right. But when I think about my grandmother, you know, who recently passed, and, and her lifespan, you know, she lived to be in her 70s. And, and what she experienced as a woman from the time she was born to the time she died my experience is going to be so different. And I just think it's going to be really cool to see how, how our rights and how we're 
looked upon changes. I mean, women are driving in Saudi Arabia. This is amazing. You know, things are happening. And I think I'm going to see a lot of that happen in my lifetime. And I, and I, and it's cool because I feel like, you know, I'm one of the rebel fighters out there. Yeah. With my, with my bandana yeah. on and my torch. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm fighting for the cause. So I, I think that's what I love most about being a woman is the time that I'm a woman now. I'm a woman now. <laughs> yeah, I love that. What does femininity, what does that word mean to you? Uh, you know, sometimes when I think of the word femininity, femininity, that's a tongue twister. Isn't it? I think, uh, it was for me, clearly, just there it was. Yeah, it <laughs> uh, I think soft and pink and petals and lotion, um, but if I, if I drill down, um, I think it is you know, if I had to define it, what does it mean to me? It means being true to your version of being a woman. Mm. And this is something that I think has is, is, is been coming up a lot lately in my company. And we're, we've been talking a lot about gender and gender fluidity and how do we address that in our classes. So it's what is a woman to you? Then you be true to that. And that's your femininity, you know. Right. No, not how someone else defines it. If, 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 the, if that's for you is cutting your hair short and wearing tank tops and blue jeans and boots and, and feeling kind of masculine, then that's fine. That's yours. Okay. If it's wearing a, a dress and red lipstick and doing up your hair and making your boobies stick out, then that's fine. If it's, you know, whatever it is to you, I think, I think that's, that's your, your version of being a woman. I love it. I love it. What would you tell your 11-year-old self? And what would you tell your 21-year-old self? Whether it was advice or a compliment, um, what, would you, what would you tell them? <laughs> now, I, I knew you were going to be asking this question, so I, I was pondering it, and I kept coming back <laughs> to the same thing. Okay. I wouldn't want to tell myself anything because I wouldn't want to change my arc mm. because I feel all the drama and crap and bull poo poo that I have been through in my life and the horrible thing I you know as an 11 year old self you're on the right path and all this hard you know just see true yourself but it, it, it's made me who I am yeah you know I, I don't want to change anything there I mean I sometimes oh god I wish I would have done this differently uh, I would probably tell my 21 year old self to, to save some money <laughs> 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 invest that stuff girl yeah. Uh, learn about the stock market now. But really, I, I would just say, hey, keep doing, keep doing you, because I I, all, all the bad stuff has put me here. You know, I would say, don't, don't go work in a strip club and stop dating that jerk face, and he's gonna mess with your. But it's brought me here. Yeah. So keep, keep doing you. I'll, yeah. I'll see you soon. <laughs> Sooner than you think. That's what I would tell her. <laughs> I love. <laughs> so my last question, um, before I ask it, I want to just give you a compliment. So I'm calling it passing you a pink diamond um, because you're someone that I had a, wanted oh, to work with. Oh, I love with. it. <laughs> right? So you're someone I wanted to work with for years, right? Like you were like my ultimate goal. And I remember seeing one of your videos. Really? On, yes, yes. I remember seeing it was a YouTube video I ran across. Um, I don't remember how long. I think it was two thousand five or two thousand seven. It was it was a it was years ago. And I remember wishing I could dance like that woman in the video. And I used to think, oh, I'm too awkward. I'm too ugly to do that. I'm too shy to do that. You know. And I first started with pole dancing, and then I started with like exotic exercise, but mostly just home taught and piecing it together and sort of figuring out like what works, what doesn't work, and showing other people and seeing how their bodies mm -hmm. opened up, but I didn't have a formal training. You know, I was just sort of out there just having fun with it and <laughs> um, into a few yeah. studios and stuff. But like, I was like, that was always my like goal was like, I want to learn how to dance with her and the way you break it down. Like, it's like sort of like diamond status, you know, when you work with you. So I want to like, I just want to compliment you on that. Um, just 
just on like you being you and how you empower so many other women to also step into their womanhood. Like I just, that's, that's beautiful. Like I remember, I remember when I posted my certification, I was like, look guys, I just got certified for sex expertise. I think I had like two other women who were like, oh my goodness. Yes. She's the best. I got certified with her too. (laughs) So yeah, that's your. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, it's, you know, you help other women to embrace the one within them, and that's a really powerful thing. So I wanted to pass you that pink diamond of love. <laughs> so where can we find you, beautiful? Oh, I love it. I, t- I take it. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> where can we find out more about expertise? Take it and wear that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, so you can go... <laughs> So you can go to uh, stripexpertise.com, and everyone always spells it incorrectly. So it's the word strip, S-T-R-I-P, X like Xavier, P like Peter, E like Edward, R like Roger, and the word tease, T-E-A-S-E. And that main page will bring you to, you can either click New York or Los Angeles. Uh, And then you can also get to the video lessons there as well. I started about... God, two years ago maybe, doing online video lessons. We have lessons in lap dance, floor work, strip tease. We have how to talk dirty lessons. We really want to get the the blowjob lessons up there, but I keep I'm, I'm I keep getting afraid that as soon as I do that they're going to kick me off this platform. But <laughs> <laughs> so it's coming. I'm just I'm just I'm just waiting. I'm I'm I'm, I'm growing steps. deeper roots. So hopefully we'll build up a lot of subscribers and they, and they won't kick me off when I start doing blowjob classes. But uh, and that, and you can find those videos at video.stripexpertise.com. There's a free trial if you want to go check it out and uh, dance with me all the time. And we do teacher training as well. If you want to do some teacher training, it's coming up in September uh, in New York, and I can do it online too. So you can find me online or in Los Angeles or New York. And ladies, every I'm going to have all the links um, below in the show notes as well. So this is definitely something that I think every woman should invest in themselves and do. So I highly recommend it. <laughs> it will awesome. change your life, I promise. Can I, can I give your, your users a discount code to the, uh, the video site? Yeah, sure. We love it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, then I will, I will get that to you and you can, you can put it down in with all the other stuff. I'll get you a, a nice little discount on, on, uh, on the video site. Cool. Thank you. That'd be awesome. Well, beautifuls, cool. thank you so much for joining us, Kimberly. It's been amazing to have you. Thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. This is amazing. Keep <laughs> spreading the love and positivity. I will, I will, I will. I like, I love it. It's like as a sisterhood, we stand together. So, beautifuls, um, thanks so much for joining the gorgeous oh, yeah. and I. <laughs> um, remember to make life beautiful, also to be your own definition of beautiful and shine bright because you never know whose person's life you might touch and change today. So, I love you all, and I see you next week. Fitness kisses your way. Hi, gorgeous. If any part of this podcast made you go, yes, girl, yes, girl, yes, (laughs) please rate this podcast and leave a review below. This is a sisterhood, and the more we support each other, the more we get to stand together. To test out more booty building workouts, get your free six-day booty transformation guide at bombshellbuttlift.com. And in the words of Coco Chanel, you can be gorgeous at 30, charming at 40, and irresistible for the rest of your life. Love you. Have a beautiful day.